There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Here's a bizarre story of a man called John Joseph Alfred Richards. A man who abandoned his family, not once, but twice. The second time, 49 years ago, in 1974. And he was never seen after that. He had originally left for 20 years. And then came back and was welcomed back into the bosom of his family and went about his daily work. No one ever knew what he'd been doing in the UK. Working, we assumed, but he then left again in 1974 or so. Uh, A documentary is being made involving the family, but uh, Ralph Regal of the Irish Independent is across the story. It's bizarre to disappear, Ralph, not just once, but twice. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. It is. And, you know, I suppose that the human element of the story is that um, John Richard's son, John Jr., and his wife, Nell, and they're lovely people. I mean, really, I mean, salt of the earth. You won't come across nicer people. And um, really, you know, John Jr. has lived since 1974 um, wondering what actually happened to his father. And it wasn't just that he abandoned the family in 1974 for the second time, but all ties were cut. There was never again any contact uh, with Sheila, his wife, or his um, children in Fermoy. And there was no contact when his wife died and no contact over the years. And I suppose what was remarkable was I did the story back in um, in February. And so often with these things, as you know yourself, you'll do a story and you know, there's a bit of interest in it, but it, it doesn't go anywhere. It just doesn't get the kind of the break or the twist that you'd hope for. But what happened in this particular case was I had done the story and RT Radio 1 were interested in it. So they decided to to throw a bit of investment at it and they hired a genealogist. And the genealogist, sure enough, believes that they have traced the family in England. Now, it was John Jr. always believed that his father had a second family, that what had happened was he had uh, married, he'd left, he had been in the army, mm. he had left the army in 1948 after marrying uh, John Jr.'s mother, um, Sheila, and he went to the UK to work in 1952, as happened with many, many families across Cork uh, back in the 50s, which is a pretty tough time. The difference with uh, John Sr. was he went to the UK in 1952 and never came back, and contact with the family gradually ceased. Yeah, he, d- he never sent money or anything back, did he, no? 
Well, he did for a while, but we're, it, it, certainly the indications are that that stopped as well after a period of time. And I suppose the really poignant element of this story is the fact that Sheila was a truly remarkable woman. I mean, really, John Jr. has sang the praises of his mother, and it's easy to understand why, because this woman, in a very, very tough time um, economically in Ireland, she raised a fine family. She worked two, sometimes three jobs uh, to make ends meet, to have food on the table, um, with, 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 in the end, no support and, and, and no information about what was happening with her husband in the UK. And it was 20 years. It was basically from 1952 to 1973 that, lo and behold, a letter arrived from the UK that John Sr. wanted to know would it be okay if he came back to the family home. Now, and I, I note that that was around the time that his son, Ralph, John Jr., was getting married to his wife, Nell. Correct. And now, is there any way, do we know, did his father know about that, or was it purely coincidental that he wrote to them at the time? Yeah, no, again, that's another very interesting point, PJ, in that the family believe that there was someone in Formoy maybe an old buddy or whatever like that of, of John Sr., who was keeping him in the loop about what was happening with the family in Ireland, which in hindsight was particularly cruel because the family didn't know what was happening to him, but someone locally was clearly keeping John Sr. in the UK abreast of developments with his Irish family, though they knew nothing about him. But he obviously must have known because this letter arrived in 73, um, John Jr. was getting married to Nell, um, his wife, and the father asked, could he come home? The family said, the sons kind of had a chat about it and said, look, we're, we're adults, we're leaving home, we're setting up our own families. And they thought that their mother would be happy to have the husband home. And true enough, when he came home, uh, John Jr. Has, has said to me back in February, like his mother, she just, she was smiling, she seemed happier. There seemed a burden of worry off her shoulders. The family unit seemed to be kind of coalescing again. And it seemed as if everything was going to be okay. And he was home for about a year. Now, he was a very talented tradesman. Mm -hmm. He had no shortage of work. But John said he had a job in the city at the time. And he was on a bus coming down through from town in 1974. I think it was around December, he said. And he looked and he saw his father walking up the town in Formoy with a suitcase on his shoulder. And that was the last he ever saw him. The father just went back to the UK and vanished. Now, what we also know is that uh, John's brother had a letter had arrived for the father from the UK and um, John's brother had surreptitiously opened the letter and it was from a woman in the UK. There was no return address on the letter, but it was from a woman in the UK warning John Senior that if he didn't come back to the UK, this lady was going to send his daughter to Ireland to her father. So it was clear there was a second family in the UK, oh. but the letter was sealed up and within a couple of weeks, the father had vanished. And from 1974 onwards, nothing was ever heard of the father. All major family events, even the death of Sheila um, from cancer many years later, there was no contact from the UK. And, you know... So it, did the bud clearly the buddy, if there was one in Fromoy, either broke off yes. contact or died? 
Possibly, but I, I think, that unfortunately, the belief is that he still must have been in the loop in terms of developments with the family in Formoy. That's possible, but my own personal belief is that I think there was a flow of information up until relatively recent years. Um, but the, the remarkable thing is that this genealogist hired by, by uh, the, the documentary team in, in RT Radio 1, they believe that they've found the second family. Now, no formal approach has been made as yet, um, because they're taking things very carefully. But certainly all the documentation, birth certs, death certificates, whatever like that, they believe they have identified the family. And it transpires that John Sr. died in 2009. So he lived until he was 87. He was born in 1922, and he lived r- up until relatively recently, and yet made no attempt to contact his family, his sons, grandchildren or anything like that. 1974, 2009, that's 30, nearly 35 years. Yes, correct, with no contact whatsoever. Now, certainly what we do believe at the moment, again, the the, the documentary team, the genealogists are being very careful because ultimately what they've said is that DNA evidence, DNA testing is the only thing that can absolutely confirm um, the, the relationships. But certainly all of the the birth records, the death records, the timing, everything, certainly, they're all the ducks in a row wow. in terms of that. But there are a num- John is believed to have a number of half-siblings in the UK. And, you know, again... And how does he feel? Sorry, I know you're in contact with him, Ralph. How does he feel about the prospect that there are siblings there? That, well, there was almost certainly one, if you're to believe the, the yeah. letter, but that there may be others. How does he feel about his father now and about these siblings he may have in the UK. Yeah, well, when I spoke to him, when we did the original interview back in February, um, he made the point that he could forgive his father for abandoning his family the first time. He could never forgive him for abandoning the family the second time. But that has no bearing on his half-siblings in the UK. And I very much got the impression from John and from Nella's wife that really they wanted two things. They wanted to know what had happened to John Sr., what was his fate, what eventually happened with his life. And the second thing was to to have some type of offer of connection with the half-siblings, because ultimately they are half-brothers, half-sisters, whatever. And I think the family here in Ireland are very open to meeting them, to having a chat, to swapping shared stories or things like that. So hopefully that is what will happen and that we'll get a better picture and maybe a few of the missing pieces of the jigsaw will be filled in. It's it's a fascinating story, Ralph, and I, I, I sense there are more chapters in it. <laughs> are you already writing a book, you divil? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're watching this space, DJ. <laughs> Ralph Regal, thank you very much, Ralph, of the Irish Independent and author of many books. So it wouldn't surprise me if he was working on another one. That's a fascinating story. We'll have to watch that documentary, see when it comes out, and hopefully someday uh, we will get a chance to talk with John Richards about this. That is the most inf- incredible story. Corks 96 FM.